0: Welcome to the My Mickey Podcast, where we explore the magic and wonder of Disney together. And now, on with the show. Welcome to the My Mickey Podcast, your go to source for all things Disney. But today, we have a twist for you. We are taking you to Universal Orlando. That's another theme park we love visiting and talking about. And as we start to think about our fall plans, uh, you know, we already told you about the not so scary events at Disney during the Halloween season. But we don't want to leave out anyone who's into all the scary frights and thrills. So if you love a good scare, then you are going to love today's podcast. We have brought in one of our fabulous dream designers to join Renee and I. We have Annie Dunkel, and she is going to talk about all things Halloween Horror Nights, because full disclosure, Renee and I, our babies who will not go into these haunted houses so we had to bring in our resident expert who loves a good scare
1: thank yeah, you for are joining we gigantic
0: that. gigantic chickens here like bridget bridget, Katie, bridget I couldn't could even guess. show up today <laughs> <laughs> I did it once Annie and I'd like to tell you I was a child I wasn't I was an adult in my 20s and I said I will never go back. Reality was suspended for me. I thought we were really being chased by vampires. I thought they were going to kill my sister. Her nails were in my shoulder for weeks. And I think she tried to sleep with like a bat under the bed in case anybody came in to get her. So this is why we this is why we need you. Well, <laughs> back
1: background with my love of all things Halloween. Um when I married my husband and got to know his family really well, um they fully disclosed that they were huge Halloween fans and I'm thinking, "Oh yeah, like trick or treats fun, getting candy fun." They're like, "No, like our family puts on a town haunted house." And I'm like, okay. "Oh wow." Okay. And I mean, they are full blown, they work all year long and start doing all of this crazy stuff so I mean there's there's baby dolls that are in their garage at his his mother's house and his brother and his best friends all do this and I mean I was fine with it because I always liked Halloween too but like I really started seeing the behind the scenes of what it takes to do a haunted house so then when I became a travel advisor and started going to Universal and know that that is like their bread and butter like it's their baby is halloween horror nights they do it absolutely right um you know we started doing our adult weekends doing all things halloween and when we started going i mean my mind was blown it was way more than just scares for me i'll tell you that
0: oh my goodness i just feel like (laughs) i i i feel like such a loser I'm having a panic attack <laughs> thinking about baby dolls in her in-law's Yes, yeah, I am too. That's that's where you totally got me. I was like, oh my God, I could never go to Thanksgiving at your, your in-law's house. All right. So Annie, you were at Halloween Horror Nights last year. Can you tell us a little bit about the atmosphere, the houses that are there? Um, because there's so much happening the entire night.
1: Okay, so we wanted to go full-blown. So the first thing that we did when we were planning our trip was we got the early scare pack. So what you can do is you can arrive early. The parks close around 5 o'clock, but you can do an early interest screen pack, and you can be there around 3. If you choose to ride some of the rides that are still open, you can, but we chose to get into a hold area because we knew the haunted houses that we wanted to do. So we got to the hold area that was gonna be closest to them and we got in line because they start filling up those hold areas if you have that screen pass around three o'clock and people are, you know, they're religious to get in, they're ready. So you need to be ready too. So we did not use that to ride rides and to take advantage of Universal. We were ready for our haunted houses. So from three to five, they start you in hold areas and then they take you to whatever section you're going to go to. So our main one that we wanted to do last year was Halloween and then Dead Man's Pier. And they happened to be in the same area. So it worked out perfectly. So since we were in there early... We get released around 5.30, and most people do not get in until 6 or 6.30. So we got to get done with two to three houses before everybody else. So that is a huge benefit. It is not that much more expensive. I want to say it was around $35 per person to have that, and it was worth every penny to be able to do it. Again, that sounds like my nightmare. Yeah, and what was also (laughs) cool about it is once they took you through – the whole areas to start getting in line, there is a ton of food booths along the way. So we could take turns going and getting snacks and then waiting in line and being able to experience all of that before it even started as well. Because the food lines get just as long as the
0: haunted house lines because they're so amazing and good. Okay, so Annie, now you've sparked my interest. Not enough to go, but <laughs> two questions. First, um, the haunted houses, like these areas, are they within the park like do they shut it down and put it in the park or is it like a separate staging area because the they shut down one of the streets
1: so like the one that we were on was in front of mummy and that one was kind of shut down and they actually put up like the barricade fence that's portable and they shut it off so that way there's no mix-up so if you don't have a halloween horrors ticket you have to be able to show it to get through to those areas and like you can't Uh, past those barricades. So that was nice organization in my opinion. And then once you're in those holding areas, um, the haunted houses are not in the actual part of the park. They work on these all year and they're almost like warehouses behind some of the attractions. So you don't even see them or know that they're being done until that night. And then what they do is they put up I wanna say it's like a door, but you don't actually go through a door. It's almost like a tunnel telling you like this is where you're going to go and everything goes back behind rides. It's really cool how that they can do that and you don't even know they're there until that night.
0: So if people are in the parks like just in October at that time and they are not into this and it's not their vibe, they're not gonna be seeing like the house. No, they're the gonna see some, some decorations,
1: day. just what just like if you were to be at another theme park during a season of Halloween or Christmas, you're going to have decorations, but they're not going to be the full-blown effects of Halloween Horror Nights. Like there's pumpkins, um, there's like a giant pumpkin out. Some of the little, um, little houses are there, but nothing um, is showing that's like blood and guts or anything like that.
0: Now, let's just clarify though, because if you are and you do have a ticket to Halloween Horror Nights... They have just as much entertainment outside of the houses as they do inside. right? Absolutely. When I tell you I am the biggest jump scare person, I mean, someone in my house could turn the corner and be like, hi, and I scream bloody murder. Like, they take the scares and the thrills to the street if you have.
1: Yes, I will tell you that the scare zones, that's what they call them, that are not an actual house. They're in different sections of the park, can be more scary and frightful than the houses because there are people just walking along with you. And sometimes you just think it's one of the people enjoying the parks and you turn and it is a clown with a bat. (laughs) So they can be just just as scary and themed to a T.
0: So Annie, this is what is totally crazy about this (laughs) because Nicole and Bridget and I just recorded something a few weeks ago about how much all three of us love Halloween. And apparently we love the baby version of Halloween.
1: Uh, That's okay. There there are definitely different levels.
0: (laughs) I think I would punch somebody if they can't, like, I I am like, I am so, this this is such an interesting topic to me because I think (laughs) I've been to a haunted house once in my life when I was in middle school and I'm pretty sure I left injured or like hurt somebody and I just have not gone back. But to me, it's so neat. Like when every year when they announce the different theming and stuff like that, like I like Stranger Things. That's a little creepier than normal Halloween. Like, I think it's it's an interesting show to me. I'll watch it. Sometimes It it's a little gory, but, and the jump scare thing. But I think it's so neat when they talk about this or like, I think they had done like a Beetlejuice house. Again, I've never been. So I'm going off just kind of like what I've been seeing, but it's so neat when they start announcing the different houses for the year. And so it always sounds really fun. But then I think I've always seen like this, the pictures of like people just walking around and you know, with their face missing and stuff like that. and So that's where it makes me a chicken.
1: You, you have to, I don't know, I think an appreciation would be a good word for some of the houses. What we love, like the classic movies, like being able to make Halloween into that actual version of a haunted house and you go in and see all the details because it is very authentic to the movie. But the ones that I really enjoyed were the ones that they created the storyline for. So I'll talk a little bit about Dead Men's Pier, one that was there last year. Um, Going into that, and this is going to sound crazy, but if a haunted house could be beautiful, it had a very beautiful story. It was about a lady who had fallen in love with someone at sea and she was plays, like the violin was her thing. So she was constantly playing the violin, but then her, you know, her long lost lover was at sea and he comes back and then you have all these sea creatures there that are scaring you. But as you enter the middle of the haunted house, there she is in ghostly figure at the top of this gigantic ship playing that violin. So you hear that violin music the whole time you're going through and then just seeing her in that ghostly figure. And I'm telling you, she is not human when you see her. So It's just a really cool concept. So, but if you don't know those storylines, you might be confused because you're scared all the time, that type of thing. But being the Halloween people we are, we really researched what we were doing so that we could get the full effect. And it really did make a difference.
0: So I love, I love that. Um, Renee, when you said you think you would hit someone, I'm telling you the one the one house that I remember going through, I thought I just remember screaming, and I thought they were real vampires. I was like, "Don't hurt my sister!" And we were so far <laughs> ahead because everybody was back. We just felt like because like they they really came close to you. Like I'm just they do. Like the haunted house. They get very to close to you. They do. They like come up like they you are in it with them, and that's what I could not handle. Well, and I
1: think it all depends on your phobias too. Like last year when yeah. we went, there wasn't any that would strike me as like one of my most fearful things. Like I hate height. So if someone was going to put me on top of something and I'm looking down the whole time, I may not have been able to do it. One that, you know, strikes my mind as might being a phobia for some was the house that was all about bugs. Oh my God. I know people that are absolutely. <laughs> And that would be my husband as well. So if there was a snake-oriented one, yes, he would be that way. But I was thinking, like, the bugs one didn't bother me. But if someone is truly fearful of bugs, there's no way. Because I'm telling you, they are so detailed and decked out with their theming that it it would definitely terrify you. So you got to think about that, too. Like, there may be houses that I really wouldn't go into, even though I absolutely love Halloween, just because of my pick of the fear.
0: Now, are some of them not as intense?
1: Right, absolutely. Some are not as intense. Um, there was one that was about um, witches. So it was kind of like a nightclub for witches. And that one, to me, wasn't scary at all. It was a, but it had a really good detail and like the storyline. Like you could see the witches doing their club or like they were hosting cards and that type of thing. But if you're scared of, that type of thing. Yes, it would be for someone else.
0: I really loved what you said about the details of the stories. Um, because for me, I can tell you when we went the one time there was no research done, like I was dreading all of it. But if someone who's really into Halloween or can appreciate like great storytelling, where did you go to find that information?
1: Um, Googled a lot of it. Um, But also some of them are movies. So one of the recent movies released was Blumhouse, and that was a, and Black Phone. So that was one of the Haunted House themes. So if you'd seen that movie, you definitely could get that storyline from that. So I think research comes in different forms. Like I said, Google, or actually watching the movie and being prepared for it. Or one of them was about bugs. I'm not real sure how much research you could do. Just know that you do like bugs or you don't like bugs. I'm trying to think of another one that was really detailed. Oh, this was a good story. One of them was about an abandoned subway. So when, and like it was being haunted. So it was, it looked like there had been a subway crash so that you were going into the scene of basically that accident and it was haunted by the people from the subway. That was good. Another one that would be huge in popularity or was huge in popularity was The weekend. So if you love The Weeknd as a performer and singer, that one was really, really good for anybody to experience because it was all of his songs, his music videos, put into this haunted house so it had that haunted twist on it. That was probably the most popular one just because he's such a big, well-known person right now in the performing world.
0: And do they kind of rate as far as, like, intensity? So, like, if you have... Like, do you get a guidebook when you go in or, like, a map that's, like... You, you do get a map will... when you
1: go in and shows where they're at. Um, we basically didn't look up any ratings before we went because we wanted to rate them ourselves. And you can rate them different ways. Like, you can rate them on scariest. You could rate them on most detailed. Or you could rate them on the best storyline and we kind of put all those things together the all of those things together and then rated them from like 1 to 10 because there's usually 10 houses and then we'd look up and see you know what everyone else thought we'd look on different sites and see and we were pretty close on what we felt was the best versus what we thought was not as intense. So our favorite one was definitely Dead Man's Pier, the one about the woman and her violin. That was our favorite overall. And the weaker ones were one was like a jail. And not that it was bad or not scary. It just wasn't as unique as some of the other ones. So, I mean, I think there's lots of different ways that you could rank them.
0: You said there's 10 houses for someone that's looking to get all of the thrills. Is it possible to see all 10 houses? Like, can you do that? Do you have to have a special pass? Do you have to have- This is a
1: perfect question because we were going to do it for one night because that's how our weekend was planned out. And since we had the early entrance, we thought this is going to be easy. We're going to get them all in. I will tell you right now, I highly suggest you break it up into two days. We went from three o'clock waiting in line until five o'clock being released, and went until one o'clock. Our last one o'clock in the morning. Our last house was around twelve forty-five. I was so tired that I was wow. walking on my toes and fingertips. You can ask my husband and my friends. They were laughing at me because I didn't think I could go any longer. But I was getting them all in. So oh my yes, it is possible. Is it suggested? No, I would, I would say two nights would be very helpful because then you get to stop and relax in between a little more, enjoy the food a little bit more because there is some really good dining experiences in the whole park that we, we missed out on some of that because of wanting to get these houses in. It just would be a lot more, I don't, I say relaxing. Yes, it's Halloween and you're getting scared, but it would be a lot more doable, I think, and more comfortable. If you did it okay. in two nights instead of
0: one. So I need to hear about the food because I know you mentioned this before <laughs> and you mentioned it again. And if there's a running theme, it's always going to be that I got to find a way that I'm yes. eating eating my Absolutely. beer apparently. So tell me about it. Is it specialty items that are like themed for it or is it
1: – yes? Absolutely. So they actually bring in different booths. If you've been to Universal during some of their specialty times, Mardi Gras comes to mind. They have little like almost food truck looking um, places that you can stop at. And that's what they do for Halloween Horror Nights. And they also set up some specialty areas that are just for food. One of them was a meat shop. So when you entered the area that you were going to eat at, you stop at a Stand that shows you all the different items that you can get, and then when you walk in to get them, you are in a full-blown butcher's place, like a haunted and house butcher, first...
0: or just like yes, like <laughs> yes,
1: haunted house butcher. <laughs> so you, you see all your items, and they look so real, but they're not what they say they are. So one of them that comes to mind that I think is so cool was a gummy heart. So yes, yeah, so a gummy sounds great, but it's beating. <gasps> When you walk to the area no to pick way. it up, all the hearts are in a specialty case, and they look like they're on ice, and they're beating. No. Okay. That's, pick them up. It scares
0: me, but I'm intrigued. And like, oh, it, at some point, I hope authentic. you took a... Do you take videos of all this stuff and oh, photos? Yes. I've
1: got videos. I've got pictures, everything, because it was just so realistic. It was fantastic how they did it. Wow. And then... What else is really great is one of the members of our party is vegan. The vegan options were fantastic. They are so accommodating to everyone and their dietary needs. So he was able to eat any of those specialty snacks as well because most of them had a vegan version or at least something that was plant-based for him.
0: Oh, that's awesome.
1: Yes. Um, Our favorites were... They had a specialty soup that was very good. It had corn in it and sausage. They had an ice cream sandwich. And the cookies on the ice cream sandwich were a candy corn. And the ice cream was called sweet corn ice cream. So it was like a vanilla bean with sweet corn flavor Ooh. and pieces of corn in the middle of it. It was really, really good. They have lots of specialty drinks. Um, the butcher shop had a lot. Of, it was more chicken co- like chopped up that looked like the insides of someone. The gummy hearts, a lot of rice cereal is used in some of the desserts and they mold it to make it into whatever shape that they want to. Um, Just so many different things. There was twisted taters. I don't know if you guys know what twisted Mm -hmm. taters are. It's where they spin them and fry them. They had those. We had beignets that had buffalo chicken on them. They were delicious. Just sounds good. such a variety and so many different places that you could get them, which was great because that spreads out the crowds. So there's definitely something for everyone and the quality was fantastic. Like it was better than a normal day at universal, the food quality at Halloween horror nights. Uh.
0: I would like to tell you I would go just for the food because that sounds delicious, but my fear- Well, we can do scared that. Scared and me. You can just
1: hide behind me and I'll protect you whenever you're walking through a scare zone. I'll it's bring fine, the bat. And then we'll get you a twisted tater. You
0: know, it's, <laughs> I just want anyone who's listening to know, like Annie was my pal at Epcot this fall. We did the Pluto <laughs> pumpkin search during Epcot. And i was like, she's just like me. She's so sweet. She's so lovely. And then she's like, give me all the scares and thrill. <laughs> Bloody gore you can find- let the so, ghost come out. <laughs> so, so Annie, if you're at this event, let's say you overestimate the amount of fear that you can withstand. Are there areas that you can go to where it's not quite as intense or like scare relief areas? Or are you pretty much immersed and you're in it for the, the long haul unless you
1: leave for the night? No, I think that there would be... Would be plenty for you to do, especially since the rides are still open. Most of them are still open. The other wonderful part about Halloween Horror Nights, if you are a Harry Potter fan, is that it is almost completely empty. So we got to check out, as we were making our rounds, we went to Diagon Alley, and it was so incredible to see no one was there. Because when you go to Universal, that is your out of spot because it's your most popular. It's awesome. So seeing it at night with no one in it was truly amazing. So yes, I mean, I think that there would That's be really plenty cool. for you to do. Yes,
0: for sure. And you, you had to get your tickets early. I'm assuming I know this. event. Yeah. Sells out it's one
1: of, it's like I said, it's the bread and butter of universal besides their Grinchmas events and around Christmas, but because they just do it so well, it will sell out, especially we went the first opening weekend and we knew not to get the first couple of nights because I know that they're going to sell out. So we did the third night actually, and the crowd level was really nice. But I know as the weeks go on closer leading to Halloween, they do get more crowded and they do sell out a lot quicker. There will be people that get the Halloween Horror Nights pass where they can go. I think Florida residents has a special pass that they can get as well, and they'll go two or three times a week because they, they just love it or they'll just take their time and they'll do a couple houses, eat a little bit and then come back another night to finish up
0: or several times. And now, and now I know um, this would never be for me to want to get to the front of the line faster, but they do have like a ticket option. You can get the express pass there to go to the front of the lines faster. Yes. Right?
1: They also have um, RIP instead of VIP tours um, a lot of people were doing that. We saw walking because they want a different experience. I think there's a special um, eating, dining before that they get to go do that tour. And they, express pass is included in some of those as well. Um, they say that if you wanted to do it in one night, like we did not get the express pass, but it would definitely have helped if you only had one night to do it for sure because the lines get very, very long. The popular ones get long. So it would definitely be an added benefit for sure.
0: I think it's so interesting. So in in getting ready for this podcast and just kind of researching, I knew they did this in Orlando and I knew they did it at Universal Hollywood, but I was so surprised to learn they also do this at Universal Japan and Singapore as well. So they're all kind of rolling it out worldwide and, it, I mean, you think about Universal as storytelling and everything else in detail and detail and in the movies, and it, it really does sound like so many people are drawn to it. Like you said, I think earlier, Annie, just the detail in it and the experience and the immersiveness of it, which, I mean, it sounds very intriguing.
1: Yeah, they they do it well. I know Hollywood, um, they even have some different houses because you know you're not going to want to have the exact same thing at each location in the U.S. because there's going to be people that want to go to both of them and they make it a point to do that. So having diversity and a variety is very helpful. So I definitely can see why they have it in Japan as well because they've done it so well that it's carrying over and it's becoming popular other places.
0: Now, for anyone who's listening that thinks they want to go, as an adult, I couldn't handle it. I know Universal on its website says 13 plus. I mean, would you agree with that? Do you think this is just too intense for the younger kiddos?
1: So I'm going to go back to it depends on the child. So I have three children myself. I have a 14-year-old, which he was 13 last year, my boy. And I have two girls. They are 12 and 10. Of my three, the one that would go and have the most fun would be my 10-year-old girl because she's, she's, a, she's just into that creativity. She is a performer herself. So to her, it's a performance. Um, my most scared would be my 14-year-old son. So it honestly depends on the kid. I think they put that recommendation out, and I think it's fantastic to have that because there were some younger ones there that we saw that, that the parents, I think, thought, oh, they can do this, and they could not. So there was, gotcha. there was a lot of that, not, not a ton, but there were definitely groups that it wasn't working for the younger ones. But then I saw a group of teenage boys, you know, with their probably girlfriends or girls that are their friends in a big group. And I mean, they were having the time of their lives at age like 15, 16. So I really think it depends on your, your family, your group, your children.
0: No, that's great. I think that's great advice. Cause like I said, as an adult, I, I couldn't handle it. So I feel like. I don't know what a good gauge is. Again, really. you know,
1: we are the family Halloween uh, haunted house family here in my in my state. So my kids are so used to seeing everything that it, it is a little bit different, probably, too. Yeah,
0: I think it's so cool, Annie. And I, I love that you were able to join us and kind of give us your perspective on it. And I, I'm intrigued. I think I, I may try it. I don't know. I think my I husband, think you would, my husband would need like. Kevlar arm things. I'm gonna make Nicole go too. <laughs> no, no you couldn't pay me enough money to get me hey, to go to that.
1: I'll tell you I'll tell you a secret. And when he listens to this, he's he's not gonna be happy with me, but my husband is a scaredy cat. <laughs> so Wait, I was a- his shock it's it's called love, I'm telling you guys. Getting him to go was love, but he oh absolutely God. loved it. He really did. But it was so funny because I'm like I'm going to handle this way better than you are. And
0: he was like, yep, you sure are. (laughs) (laughs) That's too funny. And so for anyone that's listening that is excited about this idea, Universal Orlando has already released their information about it. It's going to run September 1st through October 31st. Select dates, select price ranges, depending on when you want to go. And then Universal Hollywood has not rolled out their information yet, but it is to be announced shortly. So we're hoping to hear that and just, you know, always keeping up on their social media or my make vacation whatnot um, to be able to check that out too. So there's, there's lots of cool packages and things like that they offer and discounts. They have a, I love it. This stay, 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 save, and scream. Try and say that three times fast. Yes. Um, and
1: I will add too, I just remembered that if you stay at hard rock hotel which is right there by the entrance of universal they have a special halloween horror nights entrances for those resort guests oh that's cool yes it's like a tunnel that goes through so yeah it's more scare but
0: it like it'll a get you there of quicker. Tun- tunnel of fear well before annie I'm, go. Yeah, i just before we let annie go do you scream when you go through? Can you just walk through and you don't <laughs> scream at all? What happens? I, I would want to go through just I you.
1: honestly can. Like the guys that were with me, they were Because it was I was the only girl. It was me and three guys. <laughs> um and they said, We're gonna they're gonna get you once. We're gonna make you go first. I go, Okay, I'll go first, because they couldn't get me. They were just waiting to get me. And I think that I had that mentality of like, this isn't scary, they're not gonna get me. And it was a challenge that I had to win. That I didn't have as much screams
0: as they did. I just, I can't imagine. Like, I'm telling you, I'm like the with jump scares, anything, I scream. Like, I would, oh man. We're so proud of you, Annie. Thank you. Thank you. Well, Annie, we appreciate your wealth of knowledge so much. And we know as our coworker, you take amazing care of all of your guests. And so folks would like to reach out to you because you are the Halloween Horror Nights expert now. We've learned. What's the best way for them to get in touch with you?
1: Well, thank you. I appreciate that very much. Um, The easiest way to get in touch with me would be to email me. I'm frequently checking my emails and my email address is Annie, A-N-N-I-E dot dunkle D-U-N-K-E-L at MyMickeyVacation.com.
0: Well, a a huge thank you, Annie, for joining us. And thank you, everybody that's listened and now knows that Nicole and I are the world's biggest chickens in the world. We hope you thoroughly enjoyed our discussion. All things scary Halloween this time. And stay tuned. I appreciate it. You guys are fabulous. Fabulous
1: people, fabulous coworkers. Love it.
0: (laughs) Well, we're so glad you're here and stay tuned for our next episode where we're going to be bringing you more insider tips and news from the world of travel. And if you are planning your next vacation to the most magical place on earth or the scariest part of your dreams, please don't forget that the dream designers at my Makey vacation travel are here to help. And our team of experts will make sure your trip is filled with unforgettable memories or nightmares Thanks again for listening and we'll see y'all real soon.